Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Manic Candace podcast. It's your girl Candace back at it again with a brand new episode of the podcast. And today, this morning, this evening, this afternoon, we are going to discuss all about your late 20s. I'm in my late 20s, so I can speak on this. But before I get right into the details of your late 20s, oh my god, did y'all see Drake's penis on the timeline? Let's talk about it. Okay, so for those of you who have been living under a rock, I got my coffee here, but for those of you who've been living under a literal rock, you missed the 48-hour window to see Drake's penis online. Oh my God, good googly moogly, that thing is juicy. Let me just tell you one thing. I'm a former hoe, so the wholeness just jumped out of me when I saw his penis. It was moving like a wally, like it was moving, like it was moving like a garden hose, it was moving like an elephant trunk, it wasn't even hard all the way, so I was like, damn, I wonder what you look like all the way up. I had to close my phone because like even this morning I woke up and I was like, Drake, Drake. And I'm like, oh my God, what is he bringing out of me? I'm like, and to be honest, I can't even take his dick. Like I can't take dick like that. Oh no. So I wanted to get on here and to discuss (laughs) your late 20s (laughs) because most of you are in your mid 20s or you're in your 30s. But there's a big chunk of us that are 27, 28, 29. And boy, what a scary time. It's a frightening time. It's a time of reflection. A big, big three-year reflection on what all the stupid shit you did. The stuff you should have done right. The stuff you didn't get right. The stuff you got right. Some of the stuff you got right. Because you did get some things right in your early to mid-20s. But I want to talk about the nitty gritty. So we're going to get right into that right now. I hope everyone's doing good. I just want to let you know that there are over 25 episodes on the Patreon. So hop onto the links below. You'll see my links in my Patreon. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're on YouTube listening to this, just know that we are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. But thank you for subscribing. I have 60 subscribers on YouTube. So I really appreciate all 60 of you. And I want to also take this moment to say thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Please take a moment to share this episode and this podcast with your friends, family, and your followers. I'd really appreciate that. And one more plug. I really appreciate if you would rate the podcast five stars, okay? You can do that right now. But in Spotify, I believe you have to have listened to for a full 30 minutes before you can rate a show. So just go ahead and listen to this full episode and rate the podcast five stars. Thank you so much. So now that we got Drake's penis out of the way, I was talking to my, not boyfriend, but he's my friend, Daniel, the one I wrote a whole damn episode about. Anyways, we're on the phone, right? And he's barely entered the workforce as a full-time worker, you know, contributing to an IRA. He's only 21. I guess I should have said that for context. But he, when we were on the phone, he was like, I'm putting 30% of my income into my retirement. Is that good? And I was like, is that good? Most people put like 2% of their paycheck into their retirement. And when I was his age, I wasn't worried about no retirement. 
Now I am because my retirement is gone. See, this is why you don't make stupid financial decisions. You should listen to me, though, because I've worked at financial institutions and I've made mistakes. So I know what to do and what not to do. But I'm not giving out financial advice because I currently work in finance. But once this podcast pays all my bills, I will release all the financial information that I know, all the tips and tricks. I promise you. Um, he asked me, he goes, how much is in your, in your retirement? And I was like, boy, bye, boy, bye. Don't you ever, don't you ever ask me what's in my retirement? That's like asking me if I'm on my period. That's like asking me what my period smell like. That's like asking me what type of cum I had this morning. Like what kind of shit? Don't be asking people about their finances in America. Don't be asking people if they're pro-gun. Don't be asking people if they're Christian. Like, don't be asking people these things. When you are an American, there are certain things you don't ask people of. Non-Americans. There are certain things. There are very certain things that are very political and very decisive among our country. And they are topics. Topics about politics. Topics about religion. And even sometimes sex. You don't want to bring those up in a conversation with an American. American to American, let's just respect each other and let's just leave the arguments out of the way. But asking someone about their personal finances, especially how much someone has, is so invasive. I just want you guys to know that all you youngins, do not ask your... You, if we're married, I told him, I told him straight out, I'm like, you and I are not married. So you cannot ask me how much is in my retirement, but jokes on him, nothing's in there. That's why I was so hurt. <laughs> I need to start one. But you see, America doesn't pay enough. And that's what you realize in your late 20s is that your job is not enough. Your 9 to 5 is not enough. So in your late 20s, you realize I'm going to have to start a business. I'm going to have to do a side hustle. I'm going to have to do something to bring in revenue to my personal bank. Something that's non-traditional. What do I mean by non-traditional? Traditional is going to college, getting a four-year degree, and getting a job in the job market. The job market sucks right now. And it's been sucking for like a year now in America. Because we got AI, we got generative AI, we got automated systems that are doing people's jobs that were once there two years before. So all the hiring for humans have halted and they're looking for... Jobs that people don't want to do. So. You should call. One thing you realize in your late 20s is that life happens differently for everyone. And you can't judge everyone that's your age. You can't say, oh, I'm better than them because we're both 28 and I got a car that's paid off. I'm better than him or her. Or I'm 28, they're 28, I got kids in the family, but they're still single. I'm better than them. No, you're not. Life happens differently for everyone. Like the person you are comparing yourself to and saying that you're better than them because you're the same age and you have more accolades, so you think. You're not better than them. Life happens differently for everyone and that's something you got to realize in your late 20s and you got to stop judging. A lot of us judge without even thinking about it. In your late 20s, all of your dating prospects have kids or are single, not by choice, and that's a red flag. I'm a whole walking red flag. I'm single, not by choice. I have a podcast. 
I'm a rocking red flag and I, I'm and I'm mentally ill. So that should tell you something. But yeah, all of the guys that I've wanted to date in the last year, they besides Daniel. Well, me and Daniel were just friends. But the guys that I thought were cute or like I oh my god. Oh my god, I didn't tell you guys. So remember there was this guy that I talked about named Loco. Well, I got the courage to ask him. I'm like, hey, are you single? Well, I didn't say it like that. But, like, I asked him, I'm like, are you married? Because we were kind of flirting. I asked him, I'm like, are you married? And he's like, no, I have four kids. And I'm with the mom. I'm like, four kids? Four kids. Four. I was appalled. And like I was like, mm, I'm going to leave him alone because he got four kids. He might put it in me. Nope. You got that super sperm. Nope. Nope. Plus, he's with the baby mama. So I'm not going to step into that territory. So I quietly left the conversation. And I was like, oh, cool. And he was like, it's nice to know I still got it. I'm like, fuck you. Anyway. Um, there's another guy who I thought was to die for. He's got two kids. And he's not with the baby mom. But I, like, I don't want to enter a situation where there's a baby mom. Because baby moms are crazy. They think that they're in their man's life forever. As a romantic partner. You know, you're just the mother of their children. What I need, what I need mothers of babies to understand is that if you are the mother of children to a man that you are no longer romantically with, that you only have children with, that is it. Like, Krishan, Krishan Rock and Blueface, prime example. You guys know that girl that tattoos Blueface, the rapper on her face, Krishan Rock, and is allegedly responsible for him being in jail right now? But, like, I... I can't deal with that. I can't like if I was if I was a prospect of to date Blueface and I had to deal with Krayshawn, who thinks that just because she's the mother of his child, his child, she's somehow romantically involved with him forever. That's the delusion. That is a delusion. And if you are a baby mom acting like that, you need to get your shit together because that shit is not right and that shit is embarrassing and that shit's for the birds. In your late 20s, you realize that saving yourself for marriage might be the move, might be a good idea. Look, there's STDs around here and people are getting infected. Like there are rates. Like, did you know that 80% of people have herpes in their mouth? Did you know that? 50 to 80% of Americans have herpes, oral herpes. And there's no cure for that. So you're walking around with cold sores, kissing people. You get it from kissing. You get it from oral sex. You get it from kissing and oral sex. Isn't that crazy? AIDS is disproportionately higher in minority communities. Black people. Mexicans. Non-whites. Can we just say disproportionately, like... Just when we say things like disproportionately affects communities of lesser blah blah blah, just say non-white people. That's all you gotta say. 
I went off on a tangent. But still, that might be the move, is um, remaining celibate and saving yourself till marriage. And, like, that could put a timer on us. And that's another thing I want to talk about is that timer. In your late 20s, you have this weird timer that you put on yourself that's always been there. Granted, you know, you always tell yourself, like, by this age, I'm going to do this. And by this age, I'm going to achieve that. And by this age, this should be set by stone by now. But it doesn't happen that way. You can't put timers on yourself. You can't put timers on your success. You can't put timers on when you're going to grow, when you're going to change. That stuff, no pun intended, takes time. Takes time to develop. And there's going to be... Many days and months where you're just dormant, where you're not moving, where you're not achieving, where you're not growing. And that brings me to my next idea, my next point is that in your late 20s, you realize that some of us have no idea where life is going for us. And that's okay. Stop putting timers, stop putting pressure on yourself and enjoy your fucking life. Enjoy your life. This is the last. Hurrah! This is it, baby. You're in your late 20s, you gotta enjoy it. Stop worrying about what the other person is doing and do you. Some of you come in my inbox like, Candace, I want to do a podcast. Do a fucking podcast. I don't care if there's a million podcasts. I don't care if people think you're going to copy me. I don't care if you think you're copying me. Do a podcast. Make it happen. Put your voice out there. If you got something to say, say it. Say it with your fucking chest. That's what I do every single week. Last month had over 800 downloads. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, everybody. And I wish the same for this month. I want to get to 1,000. I'm going to get to a consistent 1,000 downloads a month. That's what I want. That's what I'm working towards. I want to take this moment to say thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Please take a moment to rate the podcast, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. If you've already listened to this episode or other episodes or or you already listened to episodes of this podcast, please rate it on Spotify five stars. I really appreciate that. Follow me on Instagram and follow me on Twitter for live updates whenever an episode drops. Or you can turn your notifications on and subscribe to YouTube. Please share this episode and this podcast with your friends, family, and your followers. Okay, back to the episode. In your late 20s, you can't lose weight. Your metabolism slows down. You might become pre-diabetic. In America, 50 to 80%, like I I said, 50 to 80% are obese, overweight. Not obese, 50 to 80% are overweight. 50 to 80% of Americans are overweight. 50%, I heard these stats this morning, 50% are pre-diabetic. 50% of American adults are on prescriptions like metmorphin, which is an anti-diabetes drug. It's one of the most prescribed drugs in this country. You can't lose weight in your late 20s in America. It's so hard. You eat... One meal will give you two pounds the next day. I swear. I swear. Brings me to my next point. Is in your late 20s, all of your bad habits are hardwired and hard to change. I've read books about discipline. About I read that book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. 
it comes down to doing the work. And that's the hardest part about changing your bad habits. Because, like, they're pretty much set in stone. Smoking, bad eating, you know, pornography, bad media, any other harmful habit, any other, like, gambling, addictions, like, stuff like that. It's it's hard to change, and you're pretty much set in stone by the time you're 29. So, yeah. I'm, for context, I'm 28 and a half. Just so y'all know. Um, in your late 20s, some of you might find yourself somewhere where you don't want to be. And I'll use myself as an example. I always do. I live at home. And, you know, a big reason for that is economic reasons. It's getting harder to live off 60 grand a year. When I was little, my mom made about that much during that time. And she was able to afford us a house by herself. And she was able to afford a car. She was able to afford car insurance. She was able to afford insurance on the everything everything that comes with living with an apartment or a house and a car I can only afford a car I can't afford housing so that's why I'm doing the things that I'm doing I started a business I started this podcast it's going to be monetized soon um I took a look around and I was like you gotta move back home you gotta move back home. And that's some that's nothing that's being 28 and living at home. I don't wanna be here. Not because I don't love my family, I love my family, but it's just like I said, those timers that we place on ourselves, I have that timer for myself too. And I told myself, in your late twenties, you should have a home by now. And that's just not the reality, and that's okay. That's okay with me because I'm doing what I need to do and I'm focusing on myself. And I'm doing what I need to do in order to get to the next step, which is which is my own place. But what do I got to do? I got to take care of me. I got to take care of my finances. And the best thing that I could do finance-wise was move back home. Not all of us have that option, but that brings me to my next point. In your late 20s, you might have to move back home. You might have to take that option, take that help. Um, by no means is it free. Don't expect to live in your mom's house for free. I pay rent. Not as high as the market out there, but I do pay rent. But like I said, I had to come to a conclusion with my own finances that I need to make a decision here. Because I can't afford this, that, and this, and that, and this, and that. I could afford this, and that, but not this, that, and this, that, and this, that, and this, that. Not yet, at least. I need to get my car out the way. Um, but yeah, it's okay if you move back home and you should not shame someone for moving back home, for having the ability to move back home because a lot of us have parents that are really happy that we moved out. So we're not going to ask them. A lot of us have parents that are dead. A lot of us have parents that are not financially stable. So moving back is not even an option. A lot of us have parents who frankly would just say no, absolutely not. You're not moving back in with me. (laughs) 
So don't hate on people for moving back home. That's probably the lamest thing you could do, especially if they're in their late 20s. You know, that brings me to my next point is that I am dealing with the decisions that I made in my mid-20s today. The decision to drive under the influence. I'm dealing with that decision today still, even though all my DUI stuff is done. The decision to not take medicine when I was supposed to. I'm dealing with that still. You know, like, stuff that I decided to do, like, quit Adderall. It's affecting my day-to-day life in a positive way. So, like, you gotta think, like, the decisions I'm making right now is gonna affect me in my, well into my mid-30s. Being consistent with this podcast, trying to lose weight, reading, saving money, you know, taking my love life and my self-love seriously. It's all going to set me up for a good position in my 30s. But that's what you want to do in your late 20s. You want to get prepared for your 30s and your mid-30s. Because now is the time, now is like the birthing time. Now it's like, it's like... It's like being pregnant. Like, right now, you're pregnant for your 30s. Right now, I'm pregnant for my 30s. You know what I mean? She's an easy lover. She'll take your heart, but you won't feel it. Like no other. Hold on, let's jam. You guys, I will say the music one day is going to go away. If, it's, if I get a bigger audience on YouTube, the music's going away. Once I get monetized on YouTube, the music's going away. Because the more I upload on YouTube, I get all my videos, 99% of my videos are copywritten because I have music. <laughs> get out. Remember earlier I said I'm not going to give financial advice? I lied. What you should do now in your late 20s is do everything you can to pay off your debts. You do not want to carry this debt anymore. You do not want to carry it in your 30s. You do not want to carry it in your your mid-30s, in your late 30s. Like, get rid of the student loan debt. Get rid of it. I know a lot of us aren't required to pay it right now, but just get rid of it. Get it off your credit history. You want to buy a house in five years? Okay, this is how you do it. Get that shit out of the way. Get your debt gone. Don't even approach a home loan officer with debt. Okay? And that brings you to my next point. Save your money. Save your freaking money. I know a lot of us have excuses the economy. I'm a millennial. 2008. Candace, what about 2008? What about it? That was 16 years ago. We recovered. Some of us haven't mentally recovered from 2008. I know I wasn't until about two seconds ago. But I'm going to tell you something. You got to take personal financial responsibility for yourself in the fucking late 20s, okay? You got to take, you listen to me, you have to take 
finance, fiscal response, personal fiscal responsibility. That's what you have to take. Stop gambling. Get an accountant. Get a financial advisor. Save your money. Don't have kids. Don't have family. Don't care. Stop buying shit off TikTok shop. Stop buying shit off Amazon. Stop buying shit off Shein. Stop buying. Just stop. A lot of us have carts right now full of shit. Full of shit we don't need. Just waiting for Friday to just purchase. In your late 20s, your tastes change. You find yourself start going in, a, in different bars, you know, because you're too young for Cobra or whatever. You, you go in the dive bars. You, got, you find yourself conversating with people from all ages. Like, your taste change because you are aging. And aging is a beautiful thing. Aging is a great thing. And that's something you realize in your late 20s. You're like, I am not old. I'm young. And that's a good surprise to realize that you're still young. <laughs> you're still young. Who would have thought, right? In your late 20s, you realize, I'm still young. Yes, and you still got time to achieve those goals. Even in your 40s, you're still young. You still have time to achieve those goals. What are your goals? Tell me your goals, and I'll tell you mine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're going to bring this song back because I like it. It's such a good song. I'm sorry. So good or bad in your late 20s, you realize that you are a role model to someone. You are the role model of who not to be. You are the role model of someone to be. And you got to choose which one you're going to be. Are you going to be the role model where people in the family point fingers at you and say, don't be like them. They messed up. Because in my family, I don't know about y'all, but we have examples. We have role models of what not to be like and what to be like. And they've been those role models for life. And it started in their 20s. I will say, though, on the bright side, in your late 20s, you begin to trust yourself because you know yourself better. Um, you trust in your abilities of what you can and can't do, and you work with that, and you improve on what you can't do, and you tighten up on what you can. And you, your decision-making does get better. Just stay away from fentanyl. Stay away from marijuana. And that's one thing in your late 20s is a long, drawn-out quitting of marijuana. How many times have I quit marijuana? A lot. But I can't bring that shit in my 30s. Like taking resin hits and smoking joints and the grinder and the smell and the constant chasing of the high, the constant spending, just the lifestyle, the stoner friends. Like it's all got to go. It's got to go. You're 30, basically. Cause it's two o'clock. Don't stop the music. One thing you do realize 
in your late 20s is that life is precious and you're just like, holy shit, I've made it this far. And you're so thankful. So, like, in the past, like, five months, I've just been so, even though I'm not where I want to be, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, I was just so thankful to be alive. I, I have been so thankful to be alive. And to be alive this long, I could die next year. I could die tomorrow. But I made it to my late 20s and I'm forever grateful. And another thing in your late 20s is you start to develop a, a lust for a healthier lifestyle. You want to eat better. You want to sleep better. You want to look better. That involves changing habits, switching to healthier options. And overall evolving and that takes discipline and that takes hard work and that takes muscle but you you find yourself craving better for yourself whatever that looks like and you find yourself going after it and that's what you should do is just constantly chasing that evolving person constantly chasing those goals constantly chasing that person in your mind which is the best version of you like I said, don't worry about what the next person is doing. If they're the same age, if they're in their late 20s too, and it seems like they got stuff going on because it's all over the internet, don't compare yourself. Don't judge people. Just focus on you and, and run, okay? That's all I got for tonight's episode, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Like I said, there's a Patreon with over 25 episodes of the Man Candace podcast. And I'll be posting on there regularly as well for new episodes. So go check out the Patreon of the Man Candace podcast. Links in the description below. Next week, we are having two guests on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. I'm so excited. Thank you for listening. And I bid you adieu. Bye-bye.